the establishment, if that's what you want to call it, the elites, I think that scares them. Whether it's here locally or you know, elsewhere in the country, people just finally you know, stepping up saying, you know, enough is enough. Welcome to Pod Bless America. I'm Jim. And I'm Dan. And tonight we're going to be talking about, if you remember, I don't remember what episode it was, but we talked about the five things that should matter in November. You remember that was what, two, uh, yeah. two episodes ago? No, more than that. Three episodes ago? I would say. It was November is Coming. Mm-hmm. That was the title. Yep. And we were talking about the five things that you need to worry about. There's really only five that you can condense this thing down to. The rest is white noise. The rest is Democrats trying to get you off of what is important, Right. The Democrats are at the point now where you have to be a racist. That's the only way. They're trying to get, they know that they can't win outright. So how they're going to win is, look, we know you hate us, but you have to hate them more. You know, you're not voting for us, but you're voting against them. You're voting against white supremacy. You're voting against extremism. Nazis. You're voting against the Nazis. Now, yep. I mean, that happens to be us. That's okay. We'll pull up the reins, man. No problem. But you know, we, we know you hate us. That's where they're at. Episode right? 46. 46. All right. Well, we talked about those. And one of the things we talked about was parental rights, right, in education. The way that uh, the country is going when it comes to government-run education. So today we're going to have one of our listeners who I've almost pulled a temporary protection order out on him because he emails us so much. <laughs> and he's, he's actually gotten a little, a little feisty with me. Now, I understand he's mad that of the 22 emails he sent, I've never responded to one. I get that. But who does respond you to You do. Him? You respond. Damn right. You respond. Now, in fairness, the guy that's going to be on here, Steve Hayes, uh, he, he brings up good points every time, right? Um, oh, a lot of valid points, a lot of valid stories. A lot of valid points, right? So we're, he's going to have his say here. We're going to talk about this, but then we'll talk about whatever he wants to talk about. But before we get to that, I was looking at one of our reviews, either on Facebook or Google or something, and somebody had commented that they liked our bourbon reviews, and we haven't been doing enough of those. So so I got the hobo bag. Ah, and I came in and I said, what's in the bag? Yeah, I got the hobo bag. He's like, I'm not telling so, you. So I haven't what's had on a sip. The, what's on the top of that? That is a one cent. Does they call it a wheat penny? Wheat penny. Okay. So what we're going to have tonight... Is a little bit of wheat penny. Wheat penny, nineteen fifty eight bourbon whiskey. Well, no, I think they just have the fifty eight because that's the wheat penny. It's definitely not from fifty eight. It's only a fifty dollar bottle, so it's not going to be. Uh, it's not going to be that great. I mean, it could be very great, but it's not going to oh, be. We've been surprised by some oh, bottles. No, we have, we have. So this one's bourbon whiskey finished with <clears throat> black cherry and toasted oak wood, mm-hmm. ninety four proof. I've never tried it. You've never tried it. I know when I was at the liquor store, they said, "Quit touching the pennies. You're screwing up the seal." There was a big sign there. So people must be coming in trying to pry the pennies off. I don't know. Uh, so I found one that didn't have the penny pried off. But it looks like an actual wheat penny on top of it. So that's pretty cool. Those got to be t- tough right. to come by, right? What, wheat pennies? <laughs> I mean, how many are you like going through and getting a bunch of pennies and digging out the wheats? And Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you get them every now and then and change. All right. So I'll just pour a little bit. Pour you a little bit. It smells good. Mm-hmm. I don't know who's had wheat penny. <clears throat> it's a nice bottle. Uh, cheers, uh, wheat penny. Cheers to the education system in America. Scumbags. Whoa. It's not bad. <laughs> it's not bad, but it, a little antiseptic. A little wake you up, huh? I am, uh, my eyes are tearing up right now. Mm. That first sip got me. When you're expecting it to be Jesus. a $50 bottle smooth. <clears throat> I feel like my asthma's kicking in. It was so strong. I don't hate it. You can definitely taste the cherry in it. And I'm not one of those that can taste taste mm-hmm. or different flavors. You know what I mean? What's the back of the bottle say? God damn. I don't know. I can't see. I'm going blind drinking this. 
1958, it was the last year of the beloved wheat penny was minted. It was the year the World's Fair featured an electronic computer that demonstrated a knowledge of history. It was the year NASA was created and the microchip was invented. The world didn't know the limits on what we could achieve were being eliminated. 1958 features a mash bill of 51% corn, 45% wheat, 4% malted barley, finished with black cherry toasted oak wood. Only three years after Area 51 was... uh... Holy shit. You know why this is so rough? (laughs) Holy shit. Tell me. Oh, my God. You didn't know? Did Do you know? It's proof. What's the proof? No. No, it's not the proof? No. Okay, I'm going to tell you this, then take another sip. <laughs> this is finished and bottled by Cleveland Whiskey mm. in Cleveland, Ohio. Cleveland Whiskey. You had no idea. God, Cleveland Whiskey sucks. But here they are. Now they're putting out a new whiskey where you don't know it's Cleveland Whiskey. That is why it's so strong. I bet they're doing the same shit. I bet they're artificially aging this. That's why it's so it bites so much. Damn, but it, it takes it takes a good spot of, of any kind of. You I'll know, tell you what you want to toss back, uh, Cleveland whiskey. I'm sorry, man. When you first started, I uh, got a bottle. Somebody gave me a bottle of your whiskey, and it was the only one that I ever dumped down the sink. Now wow. I have had the Christmas one. I think it's uh yeah, it's over there in our empty. We drank that one. That one was okay. Mm-hmm. I will say this: that Wheat Penny is by far the best offering I've ever had from Cleveland whiskey. I will not be dumping this. This is all right. It just yeah. caught me off guard. It's a little, it bites. Mm-hmm. It bites. We're almost out of room out of our top shelf of empty bottles. Because we're alcoholics. No, we're not. We just try to stay engaged. What, what's the first, what's the first rule of an alcoholic there? What are you? Denial. Denial, <laughs> Dan. So you can say. Is that a rule? That's a rule to whatever. All right, let's get into this. So today we've got Steve Hayes here. Uh, Steve Hayes is running for Casa Grande Union High School Governing Board. Steve, uh, you're going to have to explain to us what the high school governing board is because everywhere else in this country, there's just like the North Ridgeville City Schools School Board. Right. Oh, anyway. Can, it's, uh, how about welcome. this? Welcome to the show, yeah. Steve. Welcome, Steve. Sorry, we're just jumping right into it. But I no, still don't right. have a clear understanding of why you are split up. I mean, there's an, there's an elementary school governing board. There's Why is this whole thing split up? Isn't this too many cooks? Yeah, you'd think, and even people who have been here for a lot longer than I have seem to think that they'd just as soon uh, be all right with one. Is I've it one asked, of those things where they're maybe thinking that uh, an, like an elementary school board will be more in touch with elementary curriculum, and then you know, high school, I, you know, high school can deal with high school problems, elementary can deal with elementary school problems. It just seems like a lot I, of government, man. Yeah. Oh, tell me about it. Um, it's typical it's, government. It's, it's it's twice the administrative waste and fun because you got uh, two instead of one. But in all honesty, I, I really don't know. I mean, I've asked people who have been here for years why it is that way, and the best answer I've ever gotten is I really don't know. All the old timers are just like that's the way we've always done it. No. Right, right. I think at one point, but then this was like you were talking pre World War II years ago. They were together, but at some point they they split up not entirely sure why but otherwise it, it it functions just like any other school board would in any other district or city um it just so happens that kindergarten through eighth grade is elementary district and then the high schools are separate and it's a it's a district of all of two schools <laughs> and so they've got all that administrative overhead as far as your district office goes for government-run schools 
right. Steve, why don't you tell us a little bit about yourself, how you got here, uh, where you're from, what your history is? Well, I'm currently living here in, in Casa Grande, Arizona, but prior to that, I bounced around North America for about eight years uh, prior to moving to Arizona. As you guys know, I was a, a church pastor in a variety of different states in one Canadian province before landing in, in Arizona. But growing up, I uh, came from this uh, little nook of the corner of the world called North Ridgeville, Ohio. Perhaps you've heard of it. Uh, <laughs> um, we've, we've been through there. Everybody <laughs> drives through it. I've dabbled. I've dabbled right. a little bit. Right. My, mom and three of my four brothers uh, still live there, you know, and so... Yeah, that's that's kind of where I basically where I grew up, and then uh, left there about my goodness, seventeen years ago now. Wow, <laughs> I can't believe it's that been that long. But went to, went to school, got into ministry, and without getting into that whole story, uh, it, we did that for a season. Spent the worst year of our life in Southern California. There's a reason why I said I'd never want to move to or live in California, and that. Uh, one year we spent there, confirmed it. Where were you? A little place called Moreno Valley, just outside of Riverside. Was this pre-COVID? Yep. This was pre-COVID, so this would have been six years ago. Okay. It wasn't too bad, but it was. It was. It was. It's California, I guess. Without getting in too far into the weeds and that, and that's probably the, well, the best thing. I don't know, think that's too far into the weeds. I mean, California <laughs> is. Right. left America. I mean, that's, you know, right. they're, they're running left America, basically everything right. that happens to California ends up infecting the rest of the countries at some point. Yep. And we're dealing with that. And you're in Arizona now too. Well, yeah, because you got them all moving to Arizona to infect right. you. Uh, Listen, I get the conservatives that want to move, but the problem right. is, is you're getting the Democrats that want to move because they're fed up with the blackouts are fed up with, you know, all their education, policies. all their policies, but they're still voting Democrat. They're moving right. to Arizona to get away from it, but all yeah. they're doing is bringing it with them and not voting right. for Nazis and exactly. <laughs> not voting for Nazis. You know they what? We, we know you hate us. Okay. You're getting off track. Let them continue, Jim. Right. No, no. You said it. <laughs> Well, Light a match, walk they away. Like say, they like to say, don't California, my Arizona. Yeah, and yeah, exactly. That's yeah, what they do they're saying to the Texas, same, too. Yeah, they're, well, they're saying the same thing about Tennessee. Don't Tennessee. New York, my Tennessee. Don't New York, right. my and Tennessee. The, and, the yes. only people, and the only people who get bent out of shape about it are the people who are, are coming from there doing the same the same stuff. Sure. And they want to try and, and they want to try and make it about, oh, you just don't want more people here and all, you know, all the, the You're like, well, that, too. <laughs> Well, well, that too. We don't, so, we don't yes. want to have California traffic here. So yeah, <laughs> right. Because you got you bring California traffic here, but then then you get the uh, we're heading into snowbird season too, and so that's just that's even. Oh, I'm sorry. I thought you yeah. said California trafficking. Right. And you are you are funnier. right between Phoenix and Tucson. Well, Tucson. here's Phoenix where you are. He is here's where he is. He's in yeah. Pinal County. Who else did we have here uh, from Pinal County? Sheriff Mark Lamb. Sheriff Lamb. Yes, we did. And That's actually, right. Steve facilitated that. Because, Steve, what are you doing right now? What is your primary I, job? My primary job is I'm an adult probation officer for the, uh, the Pinal County uh, Superior Court. There you go. In the state of Arizona, we are probation officers or officers of the court. And so that's how they've got it right. set up here in, in yep. Arizona. And you vouched for us to Sheriff Lamb, and yep. he, he came on the show. It's one of our most popular shows. We appreciate that. Yeah, we actually need to get him back right. on. So you're over there now. You're in Arizona, and you say, man, yep. this is all screwed up. Some, somebody's got to do something. 
Right. And that's when COVID really, really, you know, unveiled everything that was going on because the parents were able to see what was going yes. on. And then yep. they had, I mean, it's, and it's happening all over the country. People all over the country are finally stepping up and yep. actually going to meetings and actually running for positions. So tell us uh, where you rolled into that. Right. That That's a, exactly what happened. And just to back up just a little bit, I'm, I'm married to a teacher as well. You know, my wife's a teacher. In the and district? Prior, in the elementary district. Okay. Prior to uh, getting hired on by the, uh, the, the probation department, I actually uh, spent a little bit of time working with uh, not not where we live now, but in another another school district where my wife was working at the time. Just did a little bit of subbing, did really a little bit of everything, just as a, a me to have a, you know, some kind of an income while I was trying to, to find that next thing. It just kind of took me a few years to, to get there because um, I've been a a PO for about four and a half years now. So COVID hit, we're doing, uh, you know, school at home. And, and then there were also times where I, I was working at home as well as a result. So basically everybody was home, you know, mom and dad are working and, and, and the boys are doing school stuff. And that, there was one, this was a, a, a music class where I actually heard uh, with my own ears, the, the, the stuff going on and the teacher played a, uh, an orchestra piece, you know, so remember, this is just supposed to be for a music class, right? You know, nothing, nothing too controversial about that. You would think, but no, it, it couldn't just be about the music. She had to start asking the kids questions like, what do you notice about this orchestra? Do you see any girls in the orchestra? What color are they? So I started taking a look at it, this, and it was a, uh, I think it was from Germany or something like that, but it was a men's orchestra from Germany. All right. And so she tried taking this orchestra piece and turning it into something about, you know, it was all men and they were all white. <laughs> you know, I think a yeah. whole lot of parents, there was a whole lot of parents that ended up with either neck injuries or maybe ACL injuries. <laughs> right. Yeah, because they're walking by, they're walking by the kitchen and they hear something from those teachers during that COVID time when they were being taught remotely. And they would right. stop and pivot and be like, what the, what the, did I just, yeah. You know, I this used to one, sit there with my daughter and luckily my, right in the room with me. my, well, and my school district was pretty good. I mean, I, I would sit right. there with my daughter while she was, she'd be laying in our bed and she'd be on the computer and she'd be, you know, doing her classwork or logged on or whatever. And I would tell her I'm laying there and I'm like, look, don't put me on the camera. Don't even look at me. I don't want anybody to know I'm here right now. I just want to listen. You were lurking. Yeah. I'm like, I just want to listen. My name's Jim Lurkin. (laughs) (laughs) Yep. So, and luckily I did not hear anything, but I know there's a ton of y'all out there, man. But that's the whole thing, right? The whole, so everyone's getting all bent out of shape about CRT. And even if these teachers don't get to have the curriculum they want, they're still going to do shit like he just said, where they're going to, where they're going to pinpoint that out. Well, and that's how, and that's how these school districts do it, right? When you go to them and you say, are you teaching CRT? And they say, nope. Look, you can look right. through our entire curriculum. There's nothing in there with CRT, but you got music teachers that are interjecting about how the right. white man, it's the, the white man, the white man's right. running this whole orchestra. Do you think right. that's right? Right. And so this is, this happening. And, and like you said, this what, is music. That's right. all it should music. be about. That's right. all and it that's, should be about. Right. And that's what I ended up saying, right? That there were other kids on, so I wasn't going to say anything while the kids were around because one of the things she would always do too is like, all right, if anybody has any questions, I'll be hanging around, you know, for a bit. 
well, and everyone else can leave. And so, so I waited and I uh, waiting for a while at the end. And then there was like maybe a couple of kids left. Didn't really want to do it then, but I didn't see any other time. And so I just, that's when I chimed in and said, Hey, this is dad. And, um, I just want you to know, I, I heard what you were doing and I, I don't think that was appropriate. So next time, how about we just, uh, keep it to the music, right? If you want to talk about the music, fine, right? But the, the rest of that stuff doesn't really need to be a part of the conversation. And so she went into the this whole, well, I just thought it was very interesting. and I was trying to point this out or whatever. I'm like, no, that's not what you were doing. Yeah. <laughs> that's not you what, knew, you were you, doing. what you were doing. What you put up there, you could have put a women's right. orchestra up there. You could have put. And right. even if you were doing right. it, even if you were doing what you said, that's still not appropriate for the class. You're here to teach right. music, teach music exactly. theory. You're not here to exactly. teach about the demographics. And then make them look for problems. Right, right, right. Create right. problems or, that aren't, aren't even there. Right. Ugh. And this, so this was a couple, about a couple of years ago now. So my youngest was, was fourth grade. Fortunately for, you know, you know, I told her, Hey, if that's really what you were getting at, then you know what, then find a, uh, you know, if you want the kids to see a, a, a multi-ethnic, multi-gendered orchestra, then find an example of, of that playing that music and just leave it at that and, and don't talk about it. Right. And she's so like, fact, shut up. You're not the boss of me. You're like, hey, fast forward. <laughs> she's like, well, no, actually, she's she like, she listen, she racist. No? <laughs> she, didn't, she didn't know what to do with it. No, they never I do. I, so, I don't think she'd ever been confronted like that before. But that's right. where, where I got started. That's so kind Ca- of the. Casa Grande is right. um, the district here. Where are we on the political spectrum? Right, left? I or would moderate? say for, for a lot of years, Pinal County was a pretty heavily uh, Democratic county and then switched red over you know, over time, I'd say, I don't know, like 15 years ago or so. As the maybe. population got older and became more conservative. Yeah, yeah exactly. copy. <laughs> right. Well, yeah. Well, you know, okay, but we're not talking about Pinal County, right? Because right. the only ones that are going to well, be Casa voting Grande, Casa for Grande, you. Casa Grande is the biggest, is the, is the largest city in the county. And they, everybody in Casa Grande will be at this election. Well, could be, should be. Uh, should be, yeah. All right. Um, but so, now, but then over the last few years, it's even the surrounding area. Pinell County as a whole has stayed pretty red. Um, so I wouldn't necessarily say it's purplish yet, but it's kind of getting there. And you don't know Maybe. what the, you don't know, don't know what the California problem exodus is going right. to do to right. it. So right. that's kind of remains tell. to be All seen. Right. So let me, let me, okay, fun time's over, Steve. Let me tell you, what right. I, let me tell you what my problem is with you. Uh, sure. So I'm reading, and I know you. I know you. I know right. you from from the show, from interacting with us. And I know your beliefs. I know your feelings. I know you're very passionate about those feelings. Your right. statements are very milk toast here on your Facebook page, but then also on Pinal County Superintendent Joe. Right, right. Pinal yep, County yep, yep, School yep. Office, right? So they want to have yep. everybody on there uh, for you to give your statements about why you're running and what you're doing, right? Right. And your statement right. on there is just copy and pasted from Facebook. And you went through, you know, your wife and I, you've been involved in education, your own, whatever, blah, blah. Uh, yep. Quality education's always been important to me, not just for my children, but for all children who attend school. <laughs> if elected, it will be my <laughs> goal to serve the students and parents of the CGUHSD <laughs> to the best of my ability with integrity. 
My desire will be to see that all policies are put forth student first and implemented. The voice of the parent will be heard and protected. Promote fiscal responsibility. <laughs> right, and transparency right. and seeing that all of our schools are all the places where students and staff feel safe. <sighs> Steve, this is boring, right? Glenn Youngkin did not win with boring. Glenn Youngkin came out in Virginia and said, look, I am running for parents first. I am running because I'm sick of these schools trying to raise my children, trying to raise your children better than you can, right? We had January Little John on here. Right. I'm tired of these schools that are transitioning kids and not telling the parents. You've got Michigan right now. You've got Tudor Dixon, who is running for governor um, in Michigan, who has just called out the state superintendent over, uh, and she's called for resignation over training videos, uh, so-called gender-affirming training videos from the Michigan Department of Education to uh, all the teachers. Part of the video is if one of the kids, you know, your kids are suicidal Mm -hmm. and they're suicidal over transgender, over transitioning, whatever, right? Now, I don't know if you're following, uh, I I think it's Ruffo, Mark Ruffo? Mark Ruffalo? No, it's just R-U-F-O. He's doing great work with this stuff. Oh, you're not talking about the guy that plays... Hulk. Oh, no, I'm not talking about him. <laughs> well, he released them. He got a hold of these videos. He releases them, right? And it's encouraging teachers to yep. facilitate the sexual transition of minors without parental consent. In one video, Kim Phillips, nope. Of course, there's a hyphenated name there. The head of the LGBTQ plus students project discussed how to talk with parents about a student's suicidal thoughts without outing the student. She also encouraged teachers to allow the student to guide the conversation and the discussion. All right. So the, the, the inmates are going to run the asylum here. If you're sort of into that area, like you're going to hurt yourself or somebody else, she says, and you have a duty to report. I mean, the law is really clear about that. You can also talk to parents, though, about like that your kid is having suicidal thoughts without outing them, without saying why. Right. These these schools, life changing events for your kid and these schools are going to keep that information from you. All right. Now, in fairness here, this story is coming off of a. Uh, Daily Wire, I think, is where I got this one. But that is the stuff. And Yunkin won a decisive victory in Virginia, standing up and saying, look, no more. And he couldn't have won that unless there were Democrats that also, and Democrats, if you're out there listening to this, you know what I'm saying is true here. You know there is a problem in government-run schools. You know there is. And that is how Glenn Yunkin won. He won because enough Democrats said, this guy makes sense. You know what? I don't like a lot of the stuff that right side does. But we got to stop the bleeding. But we got to stop it. And these teachers are overstepping their bounds. These school administrators are overstepping right. their bounds. So quit being so milk toast here. You know, yeah, right. you know what you believe. And, you know, right. I, I have entertained I, the idea in the past of running for, you know, county sheriff. And people say, well, I, you, you can't do it. It's been Democrat for so long. Well, listen, man, if I do, I ain't sugarcoating anything. This is who I am. Right. Vote for me, don't vote for me, but I know I'm giving an honest day's effort. This stuff with uh, fiscal responsibility and blah, blah, yeah, sure, that all comes right, along right. with it. We expect you to do that. But why are you running right now? Sure. Well, I, I will say this about the statement. It, it, it's a uh, only, only have so many words to use, and it kind of encapsulates briefly some of the, the, the main concerns as far as the, the high school district goes because when I got started getting into that because I was initially looking at the elementary district found out I, I couldn't do it because they've got a policy against spouses being on the board but it didn't say anything I was wondering about the, right 
didn't say anything about the high school board. And since I've got a son who's going to be a, a freshman next year, I'm like, well, I'm going to start looking into you know, what, what's going on with, with the high school district. And oh my goodness, for, from day one, it was, it was a disaster. The, 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 I mean, the superintendent has taken a, what was at one point a pretty, pretty decent, you know, considered decent rural district and just run it into, a, into the ground. How long and is she? A, how, it's a she, right? What's her name? Right. Dr. Anna Battle. Anna Battle. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yep. And how long has she been there? Uh, I believe this is her second full year. Okay. She came on, they brought her on as an interim when the, the a previous superintendent left. And uh, then after the end of that, he, it was like the middle of the school year or something like that, that he left. And uh, then after the school year, they, they made her permanent. And he got a board that just seemed, except save one person, uh, you got a board that just let her do it. Uh, and she's got, this is a superintendent who's not only got parents, but uh, teachers as well, you know, uh, upset. Um, she's basically mistreating everybody <laughs> really so she's made herself a, a lot of men, enemies she's not from around here not that there's anything wrong with that but she doesn't live within the community well maybe at face it value way. there's nothing wrong with it but there is something wrong right. with it right you oh, want absolutely. people that have their finger on the pulse of that community people right. that have maybe grown up there at least worked there at least live there for a while understand right. what that community is all about now right you say that teachers are upset with her. You say, and those teachers probably would never step out and say that publicly, or maybe they, have, they do. They have. They have. Well, it must be bad it's, then if it's they been are. Very, very bad. Um, within the last, now they will they will dispute this number. I'll tell you right out the the superintendent and her uh, executive director for HR will dispute this. But when you, you talk to the actual people on the ground, the, the teachers and the staff and the work in the schools, um, they'll dispute those numbers. But within the last going on year and a half now, we're talking, we're talking a district of only two schools have lost 120, over 120 teachers and staff. Um, some of it is what they call J1 uh, teachers. And those are folks who will come on like a work visa from the, the Philippines predominantly what? and will fill. Yeah. It's a, it's a, it's a program that you know, if you're short on teachers, then you, you can get in on it. And they, they, a lot of like a lot of your sciences and things like that. So some of it was that, but, but a lot of them are folks that just, you know, decided to go elsewhere or um, could have, or people who could have stayed on longer, but had been in long enough where they could retire and just retired because. So do you have the numbers prior to her getting on? Like what was the loss rate prior to her getting on a year? A year? Well, you're saying, well, it was 120 teachers and how long since she's been there? Since she started. Okay. So so, so the two years before she got there, what was the loss there? Do you know? Not nearly that much. I think they they said on, uh, you know, in a bad year, you're talking maybe twenty to thirty. <laughs> in a that was in a bad year, and we're talking well right. over. So that the teachers hate it, but how you're going to win? You're not going to win. You're not going to win just on the teachers. On the teachers, right? The teachers aren't going right. to do it. Why right. are the, why? W- tell me why the, the parents parent- are having a problem here. Parents are having a problem because uh, 
largely you know, and it's kind of it's the same board they've they've overlapped superintendents but it's most largely the same board pretty much disregarded felt disregarded during during the covid years didn't want to listen to to anyone or, or anything largely since uh, dr battle came, came on board where they're re- pretty much just letting her run the show and and dictate things parents had just started getting fed up with feeling as if they're not being listened to so the board who was elected by the parents to stand Correct. up and to make the, the the right decisions for the school Correct. The board is basically just a rubber stamp for the superintendent at this point. Is that exactly. what you're saying? That's exactly, that's exactly what it so is. So the superintendent is not elected. She is appointed. Correct. So she is not an yep. elected official. She's calling the shots to an elected board who is supposed to represent those people that elected them, but instead they are representing an appointed superintendent. Is that right. what I'm it's getting the, out of this? Right. It's the tail wagging the dog. Absolute bullshit, dude. And, uh, and so that has filtered its way into situations where you got teachers and parents then fed up and, and pissed off at, at the same person for the same things. Well, let's, let's jump right into this whistleblower then. The, what, I got, sure. what I got from the Casa Grande dispatch. Yep. Right? So the, whistle, yep. the whistleblower, and it's funny because normally whistleblowers are like, you know, they want, to, they want to keep it confidential. They don't want their name out there, yada, yada. So it says, uh, Donatellis, uh, Casa Grande Union High School teacher and president of the Casa Grande Education Association, lodged yep. a whistleblower letter of complaint to the district governing board in May, and she claimed that teachers who taught courses in the district's credit recovery program were required to change the student grades from failing to passing or face possible disciplinary retaliation. And uh, in a board statement, the president said that an investigation had been conducted and found that the letter was um, based almost entirely on secondhand information. And uh, so they go and they, and they investigate it. And what, what they're trying to say is that they were taking these kids that were uh, just a few credits shy and giving right. them that little bump so they can get up so they can have a better number on the end is, is what I got out of it. And when they said, you know, hey, we investigated it and they didn't tell them to do that. Uh, I, I would always, you know, look at Jim and say, you know, oh, Jim, there's there's no quota for tickets over there at the police department. <laughs> but we know what you got to do. Listen, police departments don't have a quota that they'll admit right. to because it's illegal. Right. But that's right? but that's what the but but that's what the board is is going to say. But what he the board president doesn't mention is that the uh, district council who uh, conducted that said investigation has uh, represented uh, Dr. Battle in previous litigation when she's been sued as a result of uh, the things she's been doing prior to her arrival in, in the, in the district. All right. Steve. So, so, I so see you, don't you think there's a little, uh, maybe a conflict of interest? So here? you're here talking mad shit about, the right. district about the superintendent, but on your Facebook page, it's all crickets, man. I mean, you're like, Hey, join us for a meeting. Join it. Why aren't you putting right. this stuff up there right now? You've got 47 people that like your page. That's it. Right. Why aren't you putting right. this stuff up there? Now you do have one quote up there. Right. And, sure. and I love this quote. It is hard. This is from Thomas soul. It is hard to imagine a more stupid or more dangerous way of making decisions than by putting those decisions in the hands of people who pay no price for being wrong. And that is right. it right there. Right. This school board, even if they get voted out, they pay no price for their decisions that are going to affect your kids. 
right. your kids are going to grow up absolutely with, with whatever it is they're indoctrinated with in your school systems and those that approve this curriculum that approve this education are yep. going to face no repercussions at all they don't care they don't care right. it's all I, longevity I, for them right i and i've and i've got that the, the the campaign page this is kind of like a a focal point for people to contact me if they want to in terms of, you know talk to me you know, on that end of it, but I'm, I'm more active in it. There's a, uh, a group called uh, CG chat established 2012. And that's just a, I know the lady who, who moderates it. And this is a fantastic forum where people bring up a lot of, a lot of issues about pretty much anything and everything that's going on within the community. And so there've been a lot of uh, posts there and things like that. I sent Dan some of the links but there's far more engagement there. So a lot of the, like the, the, the fiery, you know, <laughs> pissed off Steve is, is going to be seen on there. Cause that's where the, the, the most people are going to, going to be able to, to see it and, and, and read it. But and, you know, who's not going to be able to see that Joe Smith right. in small town, anywhere USA who hears right. this and decides, you know what, if this guy can do it, maybe I can do it. And he goes to your Facebook page and there's right. nothing, you know, right, right. dude, no, if I, you're, I hear you. I mean, if this is you, if this is what you believe, if you're willing to speak out against right. this superintendent and you're like, not, not today, then let's start talking about it, man. And I'm getting there. No, it's, it, it, I, I hear you and, it, and it's good. And I, I need to hear it because I'm still, you know, I'm, I'm new to this whole thing, right? I've never run for, for, for anything before. And so, uh, you know, trying to, to manage it all. And uh, there's days where I'll, you know, I'll be, I'll get off of work and, you know, I'm, I'm half falling asleep cause I've, I've been up so early, but I'm, I'm going at it back and forth with somebody uh, in the, uh, you know, the community chat. And then by the time I'm done with that, I've, you know, I'm just kind of, kind of spent. So, so, so I'm learning it's, it's, it's a work in progress. And, and I definitely hear, hear what you're saying because, you know, it's, I guess my thing is like, I, like I said, if you are, you well, have to stand to you this way. You got to stand for what you believe in, Steve. Right. And it doesn't right. matter if, if people are going to vote for you. Great. Because that means that the majority of the people believe in what you believe in, but right. you, you can't sell out. You can't be quiet about it. If you go right. full well, tilt for what you believe in and the people don't want it, then that's how the system is supposed to work. Right. Oh, absolutely. But uh, I'll, I'll put it to you this way when it comes to the, uh, at least the chat group, at any rate, I was, <laughs> told by by somebody i i know a friend of mine who also happens to know the district's public relations person he tells me once that the, the, this pr person asked him so what's because she knows that he knows me he goes so what's going on with your guy he's like well what do you what do you mean your guy and uh he's she asked him why has he got to be such an ass on social media and, and his response is basically, well, you know, he's he's got some some passionate beliefs that he holds, and he's holding people accountable. And plus, it's it's also it's just politics. And and so the way I look at it is, if it takes being the the, the biggest pain in your ass there is to, to get something done, then then I'm going to be that be that so guy. So why are, why are you an ass? Because you're not towing the establishment line there. Because you're pretty much because you're right. rocking the boat, right? I, I make I, I say things that that make people look bad, and I don't. Whenever and whenever I do engage and I go, 
go online and and say what I say. It's not. I'm not going down there half cocked. I'm, I'm talking about things that that I've been able to verify just in terms of the things that uh, people have told me. I've seen. I've seen things in you know emails, contracts, stuff stuff in black and white that the superintendent, the board wants to dispute in, in public and maybe throw a little shade on it so it doesn't sound as, as bad as it is. Now, what's going on over there now? We're getting a lot of wind or something. Do you, is there, right. is this one of those? Did you get on your bicycle and go to the <laughs> no, store no, for no. cigarettes? <laughs> Are you on rollerblades little... right now going around the neighborhood? No, I, it got, it's got a little wind. There's a breeze going through here. Well, this is Arizona. I don't. I thought what, you just said right. it's awesome out there. Like, what do you have know. out there? What, what well, are those is. dust storms called? That, that Monsoons? Haboobs? No. What, what are they? Haboob. Yes, yes, yes. Haboobs. That is it. What are they called? Haboob. Haboobs. Not aboobs. Stop it. Man. I thought he said Haboobs. Habibs. <laughs> Jesus. No, they are. Do you really have those out there, though? Oh, yeah. Like you'll see That's it coming crazy. from miles away, just a huge dust storm. Yeah, pretty much. At least sounds like you went into the garage. All right. So the person that is out there in Arizona that is ruffling the feathers and talking the shit and being the person that everybody wants her to be. You know what pisses me off? Is Carrie Lake. You saw me pull this up on here and now you steal my thunder. No, I can't see your son of a bitch. I can't see it, but hey, we're we're right here, bud. We're right here. (laughs) Well, listen. uh, Yeah. Carrie Lake for for sure. Now, big move here. Glenn Youngkin coming out to Arizona, or has been, right? Or no, he is coming. Youngkin mm-hmm. making a move in Arizona. He's coming to stump for Kerry Lake. Um, yep. Now, Glenn Youngkin is a big parent rights, right? Anti-CRT. He's Anti-CRT. So uh, I assume if he's coming out to stump, Kerry Lake on board with that? Oh, yeah. She's been ruffling some some feathers i mean you time. might as well whether, be whether there when that. they when they when take the day off of work go there and take a bunch of selfies <laughs> and even if they don't let you get on stage and talk because you tell them who you are let people know that you're there and you're with it right no yeah she's she whether it's that her she wants to carrie wants to go down to the the border and she said i'm not just gonna seal up the uh the cartel tunnels because you know they'll they tunnel underneath the border she said i'm not just gonna seal them up i'm gonna I'm going to drop bombs in there. She's going to day one. She said she, she'll declare, declare a state of emergency and uh, deploy the national guard to the Arizona national guard to the border. Yeah. But she's not going to drop bombs on either in Mexico or on her own people. Maybe figuratively. You don't actually have to drop bombs in there, but on the, the Arizona side of the border, they can, they can wire those things up and blow them up. Sure. Sure. And those yeah. guys got enough money to keep on digging them. But that's what I'm saying. There's there's doers and there's sayers. There's a bunch of people that are saying shit right. and not doing it, and there's only a few people saying it and doing it. And so let's jump back to the school uh, right. and, and talk about the junior ROTC uh, problem that they're having. What's happening with, with what I read with this ROTC program is happening nationwide because yeah. not enough people are trying to help. So go ahead and give me just a lowdown on that real quick. Sure. My, my connection with it, I'd say, started back in – I want to say May, just prior to the end of the last school year, um, because I started getting in, involved in, in running. It got me connected to different people, different people saying, hey, you should go meet with these guys. And and, and one of them was the uh, two instructors at uh, Union High School who were having problems with, with, with their contract and, and, and things like that. And at some point, basically, they were – 
like she was basically trying to cut their their salaries by like twenty five thousand dollars, but then claiming she wasn't doing that and trying to restructure things that she didn't have the authority to restructure. Uh, part of it, I'm trying to summarize it as best I can. Part of it has to do with the, the district contracts, but also with ROTC, the ROTC program itself, because e- each uh, service branch has its its own you know regulations just in terms of how they administer the program. Uh, how instructors are certified. But what it comes down to is they've paid. lost that they've lost three instructors in a row. Right. Like they don't so, have any leadership there because nobody wants to step up and do it because on their end it's bullshit. Well, here here's the, on right. their end they're 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 climbing uphill just to get to the top of the hill and the other side of the hill is cut off and they just can't right. walk down the other side. They gotta repel. There, is what there, it looks like one to guy, me. Right. There's one guy left and he's been there 20 years and so he's trying to to stick it out to keep things going at least at union this guy this guy is that cop who's like been on for 47 years and he's like look man i gotta always be the man i can't retire and not tell people what that's what this guy is you ain't getting this guy out right this guy's there he's he's long haul man this guy's long haul covid right here (laughs) close if Ultimately, what I'd like to see happen, I'm kind of skipping forward a little bit, is hopefully if we can get the right people on the board and try to get a little cleanup going, that he'll be able to go out on on his own terms. But there, there's been a few times where he's been pushed pushed to the brink. Is there anybody uh, on the board right now that you one w- guy that you want to work with? Who's that? His name's Chuck Wright. Conservative. Yeah, he's the he's the one guy who has been willing to to speak out publicly during board meetings to uh, address whether it's the issue with the teachers, whether it's the uh, junior ROTC program, and, and he gets um, he does what he can, but the the president is still the president, and and he he'll quash a, a lot of that anytime. Is he battling anybody in November, or is he in? No, he's in. He's not. He doesn't have to run for his seat. He's got another uh, two years okay. left after right, good, after this good. year. All right, let's move on uh, now. Uh, let's get out of Casa Grande. Let's get into the national stage. All right, okay. let's get into government-run education nationally. All right, you mm-hmm. see, right now, uh, a lot of these schools are uh, uh, Minnesota is mm-hmm. happening. Uh, a lot of these schools are having to lay off teachers. Because their woke politics, their woke identity that they're they're bringing into this school is not paying off. And parents are sick of this shit, right? They're pulling their kids out in record numbers. They're looking for homeschool groups. Charter schools. They're looking for charter schools. Yep. They're like, they're, they're, they're going to private schools. They're going to well, they, parochial they're schools. Even some of the, they're infecting even some of the charter schools because I'm having to, my youngest is going to one right now and we're having problems, problems even there yet because of the same thing. So... And, and this is the problem anytime government's involved in anything, right? You got government run schools and this is what you're going to get now enrollments down across the country because people are homeschooling their kids. People are saying, Hey, look, I thought I saw a number was like 9 million. It's unbelievable. Yeah, it is. And we, we talked about, um, is, was it Minneapolis? Where, where they're saying now that they're going to lay off teachers, but, but they're, they're only starting gonna, with the white. We're ones only going to lay off the white teachers. We ain't laying off no black <laughs> right. teachers, right? We're only laying off the white ones. Uh, right. They they can't get out from in front of themselves. I mean, even when they are in this state of emergency here with their with their staff, they can't get out from in front of themselves. And they won't. So okay. all right. So apparently, Steve got his cigarettes. He's riding on his bike on the way back home now. Um, <laughs> no. 
Jesus. So he got his 40 and his cigarettes. Or he's pissing into the wind. What? <laughs> it's getting, it's, the wind is picking. <laughs> he's like, I'm what? Sorry, it is. What? You know, damn it, you assholes. My, I'm sitting out here on my back, uh, yeah. back patio. And yeah. It's the, but if it's you're windy. facing the wind, then turn around. Put it to your back, Jack. Well, he I'm, can't hear it. Weren't you I, a Boy Scout? That's that's the saying, Steve. Put it to your back, Jack. Yeah, let me go around the corner here and see. If and light that buffer. cigarette up. <laughs> there, how's We're that? just kidding. That we better? don't think Steve really smokes unless he's no, drinking. That's a lot better. Okay. I went. I went on the other side of the house, so the house is actually in the buffer. I can't believe we had to tell you to do that, but now you got shitty cell reception. Oh, God. Do I? So I'm yeah. glad you're not running for governing board of the Boy Scouts. <laughs> You'd run them into the ground. You'd run um, the Boy Scouts and the four Boy girls Scouts that are in the. Did that to themselves. Yeah, that is. True. I was just going to say. Jesus. Uh, so nationally, the the problem is you would run the Boy Scout troop you have that is has twelve girls in it. The problem is oh. nationally is any any school any district and and like i said i'll throw charter schools in there now that that are taking federal dollars take those under the with the stipulation that they agree to let the feds uh dictate how well, how they use and that's spend always that the problem and that's what right? we, we preach about and, it that's always the problem we, there is nothing that says hey look man if ohio wants to make the legal drinking age 16 they're allowed to do that right the problem is that once you do that you lose all of your federal funding they're going to pull highway funds and the state yep. can't afford to do it. So the state can say, nah, nah, this is, or the, the feds can say, nah, this is the states. The states are doing all this, but they're not really, they're being compelled right. to do it by the federal government. Or they're going to pull the carpet out. Yeah. Right. You know, and I've had people here try to tell me that, you know, whether it's the, the public school or even now the, the, the charter school now that I don't know what I'm talking about. <laughs> it's like, well, what do you mean? You think they just, pass out that that money and, and let them do whatever with it not no it comes with the diversity equity and inclusion nonsense that they they pack into this these things to, to bring it in and so the school can go up there and say you know crt isn't a part of our curriculum but yet behind the back door they're you know they're taking those federal dollars where you know, all that stuff is built into the conditions of the, you know, the money they're getting from the feds. Sure. And the other problem that I was bringing up uh, before when I said there's doers and there's sayers, like I will, mm -hmm. a, a lot of it's the parents' fault. And the reason I'm Bro, saying yeah. that is because my wife helps run the PTO locally. And the PTO has uh, a bunch of different jobs and a bunch of different things that people have to do. And, mm -hmm. um, they never get those positions filled. So she has a job. The lady that runs it has a job. There's supposed to be other positions that get filled there, and they never get filled because these people aren't stepping up to do it. Now, by her bylaw, she can only have her position for two years. Uh, and yeah. then after that, it has to go to somebody else. But when there's nobody else there to take it, because it's a lot of freaking work to do by yourself, then the thing just dissolves. And then that's going to affect them being able to get money for trips, uh, fundraising dollars. A, a lot of stuff happens with the PTO and the PTA that with these parents aren't stepping up to, to, to back it up. It's, it's, it's not right. helping anybody out. Right. And that, and that's been all over the country, you know, the, even like even locally here, uh, you know, a lot of people and, and I'll throw myself in there too. You know, I'm not a, afraid to say this was me for, for a long time that you just didn't let someone else didn't really, 
I didn't think much about. I've got mm-hmm. other things going on. It's kind of out of my wheelhouse. And it happened in my union when I was at the power plant. Like at the end, we needed a chairman, a vice chairman. We needed a sergeant at arms, a secretary, a recorder. And all we could get was the chairman and the vice chairman. Everyone else was like, I'm good. You know, nobody ever wanted to step up. And even with the, the, the workforce out Steve, there. Steve, perfect world, 10th Amendment. Right now, uh, federal government says, you know what? We're going to give all the rights back to the states for education. Boom. Effective tomorrow. You good with that? No, absolutely. Because that's where it should be. Show me where in the Constitution. It's Show a, me where. Anything to do Show education. me. Okay. So you're good with that. You're good with, I mean. Oh, absolutely. Uh, I, mean, I know yeah, it's absolutely. a big question. How do you fund it? You're going to lose a lot of money. Right. Right. I mean, there's no way around it because things are so tied into it. It would hurt and probably hurt badly at, at, at first. But where do you start then, right? You know, do you let, oh, it's going to hurt badly, keep you from doing something that, that you know is right? We wouldn't be a country if, uh, the, you know, the founders, you know. Yeah, well, that's true. That kind of attitude, right. right? You know, Founders are like, look, look. It's a lot easier if we just let them handle it over there. Just, right. just pay but the tea like, tax. Yeah, guys. You know what? It's really going to hurt. If we go after them. We're going to lose you, a lot of people. God, you understand we're probably not going to win, right? right? We're probably not going to win. That would be you, though. <laughs> you son of a bitch. Uh, I don't think but so. But I like this. Like I don't, with your like, <laughs> you really think that you well, don't know me very well. That's because you know how the outcome went. <laughs> no. No, I'm. Uh, Maybe they would have had to start stop. taxing liquor. Just stop. If they would have started right taxing liquor, then you would have been like, all right, enough all right, is all right. enough. I'm like, I don't even drink tea, bitches. <laughs> I don't care. They start taxing your booze, and you're like, you're standing right next to George Washington. Like, I've been here the whole time, George. Sitting right next to John Adams. Like, I see big things in your future, bro. <laughs> Look, we can't let them tax us. You got a brewery to make. So, so, so this is all the some of the stuff you, 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 we don't always hear on the show. <laughs> How quickly it goes down the. Oh no, dude! This is ridiculous. Hey, look, uh, you know what? Most of this is probably yeah. going to stay on here. Yeah, you know you're going to hear all the shit right now. That when you hear it back. After the editors get it, you're going to be like, well, where was the part where they were talking about, you know, <laughs> yeah, exactly, exactly. But, uh, but no, it's, I mean, so can, can it be done? Yeah, it can, but just, just know that it, it's going to hurt a, a, a little bit at first. A little but, bit my ass. It's going to hurt a lot the longer we let it go on. Well, yeah. I mean, so yep. you, get, so you got to, at, at some point you, you just got to rip the, rip the bandaid off and, and do what's necessary. And so for the, the union, you know, Casa Grande Union High School District, it looked like um, you, you'd have a lot, lot fewer district office administrators, that for sure. Is Carrie and Lake yeah. going to fight for the 10th Amendment issues, do you think? I think so. She's our, there's a gal who was running for uh, who was running for the the nominee to be the nominee for the state superintendent, but instead uh, a former state superintendent who's I think o- as old as Joe Burden um, got Aha, the nomination. Is, this is a listener right here. <laughs> <laughs> but but no joke. He 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 he's that he's that old. People tell me that back in the day when he was in his prime, he was a force to be reckoned with. But. I mean, do you remember the Independent American Party episode where we called those guys? <laughs> right, we called them. So yeah, we'll we'll get behind the guy because the the incumbent is a is a walking disaster. However, Carrie Lake is already uh, her name's Sherry Sapir. 
Um, she's an Israeli immigrant, so she's the real deal. But she she's been all over the the, the CRT stuff, the the getting the feds out of out of education stuff, and so Carrie has already appointed her to uh, an advisory board before she's even been elected. Of folks working on, on on this stuff. Yeah, but that's good shit, right? Because then the day you're right. elected, day one, you're you're hitting the ground running. You're not going well. Who's right. going to get in here? And you know that's what Donald Trump tried to do, right? And that didn't right. work out so well. He brought in a bunch yeah. of backstabbing Judases. Right. When when Sherry when when she was uh, campaigning, her she said, you know, day one, the, the current current super state superintendent it's, has a uh, an office for. Uh, basically diversity, equity, and inclusion. And she said, day one, the moment I'm sworn in that that office is closed. Unfortunately, she didn't, she didn't get the nomination, but you're looking at a scenario where a guy, if he does happen to win, you know, if he, if something were to happen, then, you know, the governor gets to appoint the, the next superintendent, you know, hopefully it, 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 it'd be her. Well, but, and uh, she's doing okay, but it's, it's by no mean is it a lock yet. Right. I mean, no, are you talking no, I mean, about? Well, are you talking about who, who she's running against? No, no, I'm talking. Sherry Sapir was a. Oh, Sherry, we're talking the, about Sherry. I'm sorry. Yeah. Right, and so she, she, Carrie Lake, has appointed her to like a, a pre-gubernatorial like advisory board, um, because she she's done some some really good work, and 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 she was like a lot of other people. She was just a mom trying to raise her kids. Uh, well, and that's her, her business, know, and that's said one of the that things. Enough I, is enough. That's one of the things I want to point out here, right? So and now we're at the end, so I probably should have said this in the beginning, but uh, this is not necessarily, yeah, we're talking about Casa Grande right now, right? right? But what this is about is Steve Hayes is not a politician. Steve Hayes is a parent who says, look, this is wrong, man. I'm going to take care of it. I'm going to go in here and I'm going to fix this. And that's what we need from people all over this country. And he wants to be a professional about it. He doesn't want to be an asshole because he's a professional and he's got deep, deep roots in religion. Right. So he's not going to come out there and be the asshole right. and calling people out and doing all that. Like, and right. we, we need but, more but of them, but we need some, gotta, we need some pros in there too, but. Right. Well, absolutely. I think you, you gotta have, there's, there's gotta be some kind of a balance. I mean, there, there are people who have, since less left the district that I've gotten to know who are well connected to the community and, and even to the district where I've encouraged them myself saying, Hey, next go around, you ought to think about it, you know, get, getting on there. So then you'd have a, you'd have a nice mix of, of folks who just uh, care about the community, want to do what's, what's right and, and get them in there. And I think the establishment, if that's what you want to call it, the elites, I think that scares them. Whether it's here locally or elsewhere in the country, people just finally you know, stepping up saying, you know, enough is enough. I'm not the politician, but something's broke. We got to fix it. We can't keep doing the same things over and over again and then expect a different outcome. You know, don't misunderstand what I'm saying. Don't, you know, I'm not saying that you need to be out there mudslinging. But what I'm saying well, is that your your statements on here when people come across your statement, they're going to stop there, right? Because this right. is the same, same white noise that they hear from every politician. It's, it's gray. It, it's right. just, that's all they hear. When they're reading this, they hear, <laughs> right? It's the same <laughs> white noise. 
And you're right. no, you're not putting yourself out there. You're not putting yourself out there any different than anybody else. And they've heard this same stuff from people that have failed them before. What they want is somebody who's going to light their fire. Somebody who is on board with them, who understands them, who understands the problems that they have with these school boards and is going to go and fight for them and not be right. a mouthpiece for the superintendent. That's what right. they want. No, I, and I absolutely. think you need to convey that message better. Boom. Sure. Soundbite. No, no, let's, I, I get what you're saying. And this is where I, I wish you could see the, the, the stuff that goes on the chat group, but it's definitely there. But what I'm hearing is if, 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 if that's what I'm doing here, then, then people need to see it in, in both places. And if I can't see it on that chat, nobody else in the country can see it. Now you can say nobody else in the country right. matters, but let me reference Sheriff Mark Lamb, right? You, you matter, Jim. The, <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> Listen, Mark too, Lamb, man. Mark Lamb, all an all-county sheriff, he's got nothing to do with every other county in America, right? Right. But he has a following from every other county in America because right. what he says resonates with people. What he represents resonates with people. Right. 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 And those people, you know, there are people that are going to run for sheriff because of Mark Lamb. I guarantee it. Right. Right. Because they no, saw what he did, what he stands for, and they are thinking, man, if he can do it, I can do it. And before oh, you know sure. it, right now, there's only one or two Mark Lambs out there. But before you know it, we got Mark Lambs everywhere. Right. We've, and we've, we've got serious. Glenn Youngkins everywhere. We've got Ron DeSantis everywhere. Right. And that's what scares the establishment types. That Absolutely. It does. That's why they have up. to mark them as, as hostile. Absolutely. You look at, right. and you know what? And I think we're, we're probably going to do an episode here pretty quick on what happened to Trump and with the, with the, the warrant, yeah. with the Mar-a-Lago sure. warrant, because that right. is nothing more than a fishing expedition and trying to force him out. And they always said, campaign. they've always said in that, in that, in, in those three letter agencies, show me the man and I'll show you the crime. Yep. They can do it. Exactly. Right. Exactly. Right. Well, well, Steve, I, I man, we're going to give you the last couple. We're going to give you the last yeah. however long you want to go right here. Then we're going to cut you loose and talk shit about you. And then you're we're going to be able to hear yeah. that until you listen to the episode. Yeah, man. we're going to talk some mad <laughs> shit, dude. It's going to be bad. You, oh, that, you're going to be sorry you right. ever came here. <laughs> nah. Listen, man, you, we're going to give you the mic right now. We're going to mute ourselves. You, you can talk about the, the district. You can talk about your run. You can talk about America. 30 seconds. You t- <laughs> you can talk about whatever you want to talk about for two minutes. Go. All right. Well, well thanks, Jim and Dan, for, for having me on and for giving me this opportunity to uh, just to talk about the issues here in, in, in Casa Grande with the Union High School District uh, locally and then even uh, what's plaguing schools um, nationally. My my hope and, and prayer for for all of this is not just myself but others as well that that more and more people would begin to 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 step up and walk outside their comfort zone to do things they haven't done before like I am I've never run none for office before I've never really gotten involved with anything like this before but it just got to the point where I I couldn't sit around and and be a spectator anymore I couldn't sit in the sideline and, and just watch uh, or just expect someone else to, to do it because then uh, all I found myself was uh, just doing a lot of complaining, but nothing was changing. And so I, I just decided, you know what, enough is enough. Uh, if I'm going to even be able to, to sit there and, and look at myself in the mirror and, and complain about what's wrong, 
I've got to do something about it. And, and, and so that's why, that's why I'm running. Hopefully I, I can get elected and, and, and get onto the board and, and, and start putting some of those things into action, but I can't get on the board unless I run. I'm, I'm, I'm in it for the kids. I'm in it for the community and not myself, because if it was about me, then, then I wouldn't be here. I, I couldn't look at my kids and, and tell them, you know, you can do this when I'm not willing to, to, do, to do it myself, especially when, when they need me the most. So we'll, we'll see what happens come November 8th. Like I said, hopefully uh, I get in. But we'll have, to, we'll have to do this again sometime, sometime after November 8th and see where things are at. No, for sure. Uh, I'd love to have you back here and you could talk about your victory. That would be fantastic. But you know, what you're saying is, is 100% on point too, man. From this point forward, when you complain about anything and anybody ever asks you, bitch, what, what have you done? You can say, here's what I did. Right. Right. I put my whole life out there for everybody to scrutinize. I put my own money up to run. I tried to do this. Maybe I didn't win, but at least I did something. What have you done? Yeah, I tried. You'll, you'll and always I, have that. And I've had to do that a few times now already with folks who want to say, well, what have you done? And you're saying this and that. And I, I shut them down pretty quickly when I asked them, so how many how many board meetings have you been to? How many times right, have you right. addressed that's the, the thing. board and called the public? That's the thing. And, and that's, they have that's, no answer that's that. what we always talk about on this show, right? Uh, you got all these crazy guys that are like, yeah, man, it's time to take up arms. Let's take on the government. I'm like, okay, let's go take on the government. But before we do this, you have to come to me with your last 10 years of voting records, right? If you have not gone to the ballot box and you voted, then you're not allowed to take on the government. It's the same thing with the school board. It's the same thing. You can't, you can't complain about them. You can't tell them what they need to do. Well, I guess you can when you elect them. You can, you know, you can tell those (laughs) that you elect what you want. Unless you have shown up at these board meetings, Unless you've done something, you you have no right to talk. And you've got right. every right to talk, Steve. And, right. I, man, I, I wish you luck. I hope this Thank thing you. works out for you, man. And, uh, yeah, we'll definitely have yeah. you on. Appreciate keep the emails trying, coming, yeah. bro. We appreciate you trying to make a sure. difference, too. Uh, really, keep the Thank emails you. coming. While I may not answer them, I read every single one of them. I get it. Although it's kind of become like a, you know, like a running joke, though. You know, everybody knows that – He's yeah. not very responsive, but he sends them anyways. Oh, yeah. Well, try being a podcast partner with him and seeing about how his responses are. <laughs> my responses with you are better than anybody else in my life, I think, right now. Do you, get, so. do you, do you like that screenshot? Except for one, maybe. Did you like the screenshot with him in the banjo? Yeah. Did you, know, did you not know he had a banjo? No. For real? No. You didn't see my live? Um, no, I was probably busy. Anyway. <laughs> Let's cut, this, busy Let's here cut this guy uh, off. Hey, I just want you guys all to know, too, out there to listen to this. If Steve Hayes <laughs> happens to call you to talk about school board issues, uh, his name, I don't know why he's trying to hide his identity, but his name pops up as Michael Cooks on the phone. Mm-hmm. So when he called us, we declined his call the first time. That's right. Michael Cooks from California. If he calls you, it's really Steve Hayes, and he wants to know what your feelings on and, the school board. And- and I don't know why it's it's doing no, that. I bet I've you had don't. This number for I, seven years. I now. bet you don't. Right now, everybody at the FBI right now is going. God damn it! We got Michael Cooks. We got <laughs> Michael Cooks. Jeez. Although I have gotten calls in the past from 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 people looking for the guy. Yeah, so, yeah. Uh, I bet, <laughs> bet you have. All You're right. like, not nah, don't know him. Well, Meanwhile, you got four okay. driver's license well, and Steve, a birth certificate. Steve, make sure you pray for Jim. He needs prayers. I don't need prayers, bitch. <laughs> I go to church. So do you, Dan. So Dad, my, right. What? My sister takes care of that for me. 
what praying for you? Yeah, it ain't working. <laughs> you need more. <laughs> you might want to have you might want to have an actual pastor pray for you. That might be. Well, I'm not. I'm. I'm not any any better, any different than anybody else. That's not true. That's, That's not true. true. Well, you know. We've been drinking bourbon throughout this whole thing. What have you been drinking? water but that's so you're holy, better than us probably holy, holy water, water holy right? water exactly Throw a little in the air and toss one up for just as a matter matter of practice all right if we're I cutting into our shit talking about him all right we're gonna shit talk you we'll see you later thanks man all right all thanks later. guys Have all right brother night. bye yep bye god this fucking guy just kidding just kidding <laughs> but like we said people have to step up and make a difference and that's how they try i have a sister that was sick and tired of some shit going on, and she uh, she ran for office and won it. Yeah, she did. She did. Not a local office, right? Right. But that's where it starts. Yeah. But I will tell you this. When people shit on local office, what has the biggest impact on your life? The federal government? Nope. Nope. State? Nope. Local? Yes. 100%. Your local politicians have the biggest impact on your life. The pyramid that you see is upside down, right? Mm-hmm. The pyramid has the federal government being the the base the biggest portion right of the pyramid right well actually it's 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 upside down so the federal government's on top but mm-hmm. the pyramid that you see is standing on its point mm-hmm. and it needs to be flipped back over the federal government should be so far removed from your life that you don't even realize they exist but that's until what these, we go to that's war what these crazy ass libertarians want to do I mean, have you have you seen the Shane the Shane Hazel guy? His yeah. last Twitter, he was like, "Listen, he named off all the taxes that people pay, and was like, elect me, I'm getting rid of all of them." Well, I can't get rid of them. I'm why not? Because it's anarcho capitalism. Okay, I, can we try it? Well, you know, and then you go back to uh, before all these taxes came in, right? We were I mean, doing just fine. We had highways. We were doing just fine. We had schools doing just fine. So maybe Shane isn't too far off. He put a suit on this time when he said it too. So he was serious. Maybe we should just have Mon. I I've reached out. You love him. I'm a little. I'm still iffy on him. I know. I'm just gonna keep sending him clips of us talking about him until he comes on. So I, I did know, um, have this little thing called the Voice of the Fans. I got some emails about. It's the first time I've heard about this. Sure, sure. I like dropping little nuggets on you. Shit. Voice of the Fans. Yep. Got some. Got some interaction about last week's show. Okay. Okay. Uh, the first thing, uh, we'll keep the people's name out of it. They said, uh, would love to hear more from the long haul trucker friend, right? It's oh, ha- it's Dave. Hard, it's hard getting empty containers these days. So we have to shift a lot of these loads to over the road using a lot of owner operators. Very cool to hear his perspective on the industry. And I thought, oh, well, that's cool. You know, he's bringing, he's listening and he's bringing perspective, right? Yeah. Uh, the second one says, um, about the rail strike, you know? Yeah, uh, we, we missed the boat on that well, one. Well, you know what's fucked up? Oh, God. <laughs> Go ahead. We missed the boat on it. We should have gotten in there and said the conspiracy part of it. And that's what this person's going to say. But we try to stay away from conspiracy. Mm-hmm. But then the conspiracy turned out to be right. And I'll tell you what the conspiracy was real quick before you read this. Sure. The conspiracy was that the rail union... And Joe Biden were in bed together. Rail Union Democratic, in bed with Joe Biden. Amtrak. Rail Union says, hey, look, we're going to throw you a bone before the midterms. We're going to threaten gonna a strike. You, we're going to threaten a strike. We're going to let you broker it. Boom, you win. You go out there and you tell everybody how great you did. Yeah. But who's going to believe that? Who's going to believe well, that, we, that a we union- hinted, We hinted to it a little bit in the episode if you re-listen to not it. Not enough, though. Not enough. 
But who's going to believe that the union would put their their membership at risk mm-hmm. for political stunt? Mm-hmm. And that's exactly what happened. But go ahead. So this person said, I'm actually shocked they came to an agreement unless the Biden administration promised some tall cash to foot the bill to keep things running. They needed the illusion of a win, if anything. At this point, I'm not even sure it has gone to a vote yet. So who knows? Might still happen. <laughs> so possibly. Right. But it can't be money. Because there's enough guys in Congress right now that as soon as that were to hit, it would be everywhere, right? Yeah. That they paid them off. Mm-hmm. I don't think so, man. Okay. I don't. I think. But this I, is just perspective from from listeners that, that send in, mm-hmm. you know, because uh, they're listening to the show, right? Uh, here, I got two more for you. Okay. First one is, uh, I'm looking forward to the prepper show, although I probably can't afford a lot of what I'll need to truly be prepared. <laughs> Good, good point. Good point. You know what? Let's lock this prepper show down. We keep talking about it. Okay. All right. So where are we now? This is, is this 50? I think this is 50, bud. All right. This so it'll be episode 50. Two <laughs> can episodes. It, can we call it 50? 50. So two episodes from now, 52 would be one year. Yeah. Let's, that's our prepper episode. Two okay. episodes from now. Let's that's start. The, pre- that's the prepper episode. Let's start preparing for it. Oh, I see what you did yeah, there. Yeah. Well, I saw the prep episode too. I, I like that. All right. Okay. We keep talking about it. We never do. Well, now it's now it's set. And now Tim, Tim's like, oh yeah. Tim's like, oh. we love you, Tim. We talked to Tim on the phone for the first time ever. I feel like Tim's part of the family now. Jesus. We'll have a drink for Tim. Here's to Tim. You and know what? We're, Tim is on our side here. We... You know, I hate making these plans when we do these shows because we never follow through. No, you never follow through. I will. Bitch, you're not going to go to Tennessee at the drop of a dime? Drop of a hat? <laughs> drop on a dime with a hat? You fucking rat. Might you be dropping dimes? <laughs> Listen, you're not going to Tennessee at the drop of a hat. I want to go to Tennessee. And I got to come up with three. I got to come up with some money for Wayne Fox to get that. Fox has fired up flags and furniture, North Ridgeville, Ohio. Look him up on Facebook. I need to get Wayne his money. I need to go pick up that flag I got for Icy Tech. We need to take it down there. I'm already talking to Patrick, though, about when they're going to get back in the studio. Did I tell you about this? Briefly. You know, I would like to go down there for their first episode, and we will just, both of us. Sure. Yep. And we take that flag down there. Mm -hmm. But then we are not that far from Tim. Mm. maybe we just show up in his hometown. Listen, we don't even tell him. Dude. We show up in his hometown. Mm-hmm. We show up at a bar. We call him. We're like, bro, listen, we are right now 4.6 miles away from you. He'll show up. Dude, I guarantee. still going to be like nine hours from him. Oh, I don't care. He's there on the other side of Tennessee. Listen. He's on the coast. Listen, he's not on the coast. Technically, he's on the coast. If he's listen. by Charleston. Listen, he will show up. After talking to him, I know he's going to show up. And we'll go live. We'll go live with Tim. Oh, this is exciting. Jesus All right, go ahead. Christ. Go ahead, last <clears throat> one. And for the last one. Uh, <laughs> How was your week, Dan? <laughs> Fuck you. <laughs> and the last voice of the fans via email. We still need a full episode with Jeff the Conspiracy Analyst. Oh, fuck. <laughs> we do. We hey, do. This person says, I need that shit. <laughs> is this from Jeff? All right. Uh, All right. All right. <laughs> hold on. Just watched some newer 9-11 theories last week. Unfortunately, they debunked some theories I had considered probable before. So it's hard not to take any new material with a level of skepticism. 
Mm-hmm. I can tell you right now, oh man, I got a problem with 9-11. I got a problem with Sandy Hook. Yeah. I, I don't know if yeah. I, I want to even touch those. No, he can do his own show about it. Yeah. I mean, 9-11 we can get into. I can tell you guys right now, I believe 9-11 happened as reported. I do. I There's just, the government's not, the government's not killing its own people, man. I just don't believe that. But there's a comedian out there named Sammy Obeid, I believe it is, O-B-E-I-D, all right? And he does this part in his show called Give Me Something to Talk About. And he's like, something I know about, right? So here's, <laughs> this guy's so funny. So here is his shtick on 9-11. About maybe something I know a lot about so I can really go into it. 9-11. Oh, dude, <laughs> you, man. That's f***ed up. Like most people in here are of age where you remember where you were when you first heard about 9-11. That's how serious that was for us. I'll never forget when I first heard about 9-11. It was September 5th, 2001. <laughs> I was in a cave in Pakistan, and... Um, oh, this guy is Arab. It's like, no, 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 no. This is a bad idea, guys. This is a bad idea. I can't be a part of this. And I left that cave. I left that cave, and I came straight to America, and I got in really easily, because it, it was before 9-11, but uh, I did my part. I called up the Bush administration. I was like, yo, you guys need to know about this. It's going down. It's an attack. They're like, we already know it's an inside job. Do you want to help? No, I can't help. What is wrong with you? When you say something like that, it just hurts. Just because I look like this doesn't mean I love my country any less than anybody in here. You remember that shit. God bless America, and never forget 9-5. Dude, dude, I saw that. I almost pissed my pants. <laughs> I called the Bush administration. They're like, yeah, we know about it. Do you want to help? He's like, no, I don't want to fucking help. <laughs> Jesus. God. You can thank the wheat penny whiskey for that one. <laughs> that was funny. That was funny. I know funny. I saw that one. Ugh, if I what? thought it was funny, I would have played it. Oh, Jesus. Here we go. You're not that funny. You know what? You say outlandish shit that makes people laugh because they're uncomfortable. That's right. That's good comedy. (laughs) That is good comedy. Oh, shit. But no, I, we should have Jeff. Maybe we can get a hold of Jeff. Maybe our next episode can be Jeff, and then we'll do the prepper. Mm. You want to do that? I mean, he better be ready to come in next week. <laughs> he better be ready to come in hot, bro. Look, I, we're talking like Sunday, mm. Mon- or Saturday. Saturday. Either way. Either way. Uh, all right. So well, last thing I want to point out is now this is, if you've noticed, we have had listeners that are interacting with us yes. on this show. We've had Dave, the truck driver. We've had Steve, the school board runner. We've had Jeff, the conspiracy theorist. We've had people that are interacting with us be on this show. Early in our beginning when we had the Democrat. Right. Yeah, we had Shay, right? So get with us, man. We want to be that show. Look, we want the Jonathan Gillums on this show, right? We want the Sheriff Mark Lambs. Uh, God, God willing, we'll have Charlie Kirk on one day, but you know what else we want? Those people have a platform. It's these people like Steve Hayes that don't have a platform. It's these people like Dave, the trucker that don't have a platform. We want to have you all on here, man. We want you to be able to get your voice out there, but we don't know what your voice is. If you're not interacting with us, but we know you're listening to every episode. Right. Right. Start interacting. We'd love to have you guys on here. This is your show. And I think we're starting to prove that. I mean, we're having people on here. And we're working on a thing now where we may go live via Zoom on our Facebook 
we'll have every one of you muted while we do our thing. But if we if we're in the comments and someone says something and they bring up a good point and they want to get on, we may let them on to be on the live there through Zoom because we were able to do that through the Everyday Constitution. We had a lot of fun with that. Yeah, we did. And and I think that could be a thing you know because what? you and I, I can't. I think me and you need to start the Everyday Constitution again. I think we need to run the whole program again. We'll get different people in, you know, hmm. people that want to learn about the Constitution. But I think we can take it from the studio and I think we can take it all. I think we can take it a whole different level. I don't know. We'll have to talk about it. I mean, it would be a day a week. It would be another commitment. Or, or on the days we get in here, we start with that and we go into our podcast or vice versa. Dude, I couldn't imagine you doing shows after doing shit about the Constitution <laughs> every time. You'd be all sweating God, and fired mad. up. Mad. All right. Oh, boy. I tell you what. It's not a bad show. Uh, what do you put your hand up Because I thought you were going to say it. Say what? Listen, bro, we're like an hour and 21. We got to get out of here. Punch you. Dan wants four hour shows. I want 30 minute shows. Uh, all right. You got anything else? Anything I forgot? Are you ever going to say, God save the king? As always, we thank you guys for your support. Wherever you're listening to this podcast, if you could drop us a like, drop us a five-star review, that really helps us out. You can find us on Facebook at Pod Bless America. And you can find us on Twitter at Jim and Dan Show. You can find us on Getter at Pod Bless America. And you can find me at Jim at PBAPodcast.com. And you can find me at Dan at PBAPodcast.com. So until next time, I'm Jim. I'm Dan. And Pod Bless America. You missed, bitch. Dan's still a Tory. Don't trust him.